0: Cool. 1540 AM WTXY White Bell Cool 103.9 FM W280 FO White Bell Cool 103.9 Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver.
1: Hello everyone, this is Jefferson Weaver with ColumbusCountyNews.com and WTXY. Coming to you today with the Columbus Connection, we've got State Insurance Commissioner Mike Causey has come to be our guest today. Mr. Causey, thank you for coming in. Well, thank you, Jefferson. Good to be here. We've got something going on that a lot of people aren't familiar with regarding Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance. And quite honestly, it I know it's a little bit complicated for some people to understand, but it's really important right now. And I'd like you to start us out and tell us about what's going on here.
2: Well, you're right. This is very important. Not many people know about it because it seems to me that Blue Cross just tried to slide under the radar and do a lot of work with their lobbyists and talking with legislators. And they were very successful in getting uh, both parties on board. Uh, When I first heard about it the 1st of March, I got a call from a health care consultant in Raleigh that said, you need to understand Blue Cross is dropping a bill this afternoon. And the bill number is House Bill 346, and you can look it up. The legislature has a website, ncleg.gov. NCLEG.gov is the website. You can punch in any bill. You just push H for the House or S for a Senate bill, and if you punch in H346, the bill will pop up. You can read it for yourself. But the short title is Reorganization and Economic Development Act and that kind of sounds good on the surface sounds real good on the surface and and that's how blue cross sold the bill they went to uh legislators and especially these rural legislators and and basically said if you don't support this bill blue cross may not be able to stay in your county. you may not have any blue cross and so there was a little bit of a fear factor and but when I first heard about this bill, here's here's what I was told about it, Jefferson. Blue Cross is filing this bill this afternoon. The bill's going to drop, and you need to understand the politics of it. The governor's for it, the Senate's for it, and the House is for it. It's a done deal. And well, Lynn, these days, that would automatically make me suspicious anyway. If so got- I've said, well, you know, if it's good, we'll jump on board with it. If it's not good, I'm going to say it's not good. So. Uh, Our team looked at it. I had attorneys, actuaries, financial people, consumer folks, people outside of the department all across North Carolina, and I'm here to tell you not one person, not one, said this is a good bill. They all said this is a problem. And the biggest problem is they were going to allow, under this bill, Blue Cross to take Money, which is policyholder money, I mean, all the money they've accumulated has come from the hardworking people in North Carolina that's been struggling to pay their health insurance every month. They're going to allow Blue Cross to take that money out of Blue Cross, the insurance company, move it out, put it in a separate company that they call a holding company, which I call a shell company, with no oversight. No reporting requirements, no transparency, no regulation whatsoever. I don't know anybody that would think that's a good idea. I mean, normally, I mean we're
1: you know, most everybody at our operation here is very conservative. We're very anti-government regulation, but at the same time, there's sensible government regulation. that's what it's supposed to be there for. And
2: no regulation we're talking about billions of dollars to play with. Absolutely, billions. Blue Cross has amassed a large sum of money. Uh, they have their admitted assets, and that's just what they admit to. <laughs> Jefferson is uh, almost eight billion. is seven point seven billion dollars officially, and of that money, they have close to five billion. It's uh, four point six billion in policy reserves, and. There's state law that says if they accumulate up to a certain level and they're getting really close to that certain level, they've got to start giving some of that money back to the policyholders. And that's what Blue Cross does not want to do. I've been trying for five years to get Blue Cross, if they want to give away money, give some of it back to the people paying the premium, the policyholders.
1: I and mean, it should go back to the policyholders. At the very least, I mean, we've got so many rural hospitals like ours here in columbus county that need some help here and there i mean there's a lot of folks that can't or won't pay their bills and but that money comes from the policyholders and needs to go back to the policyholders first off
2: amen and amen uh now i'd like to have a little bit that i've paid to them back over the years (laughs) well i you know people just like i do there's single young people having to come up with five to six hundred dollars a month just to pay their health insurance premiums with very high deductibles and a lot of uh, couples and business owners that are paying twenty five and $35,000 a year and they they can barely make ends meet, but they're struggling to send in those premiums, but yet they've got a $1,000 a month deductible. So when they go to the doctor, they feel like they don't have insurance. And that's... I,
1: I'm just trying to figure out how do they really, what do they plan to do with this, you know, with this money that wouldn't be looked over. Anymore? Well,
2: that's a good question. I don't know. They're not saying, and I think they need to say how much money, what are they going to do with it? The public has a right to know. The biggest problem I see with the bill is it will, without a doubt, raise health insurance premiums even more. Than they are today. And the reason I know this, we've had our actuaries and financial folks look at it upside, up one side and down the other. And here's what they're telling me that in 2022, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina had an underwriting loss. And what that means is they had the premiums coming in were less than their medical and administrative expenses for their insurance products well they were still able to make a profit because of the investment income off the money that, that they had invested but if you take that money and you move it out of blue cross the insurance company into another company you no longer have that money to invest to offset any losses and what's that's going to do They're going to have to come up with it from somewhere. They're going to to have to raise your premium. And this is not the first time Blue Cross has tried this. They've done it in multiple other states. I was just with the commissioner of Mississippi last week, and he said he tried to stop it in Mississippi. He was unsuccessful because of the Blue Cross money machine and their support in the legislature. Their premiums have gone up. And they don't know where Blue Cross is spending money and investing money. I talked with New Jersey last week. The uh, woman uh, named Chris Deaton used to head up the uh, state health plan. They kicked Blue Cross out of the state health plan in New Jersey under Chris Christie. I think they're back in play now. But she said they were not providing service. And uh, this is a push coming from the national – Blue Cross organization out of Chicago. As you know, Blue Cross just brought in a new CEO here a couple of years ago, and that's where the big push is coming from. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Insurance Commissioner
1: Mike Cogging. We're here on the Columbus Connection. Thanks for being with us, folks. We'll be right back.
3: Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478.
1: welcome back to columbus connection folks this is jefferson weaver i'm here with our special guest today mr mike causey insurance commissioner and we're talking about interesting stuff going on with blue cross blue shield wanting to make some changes and the thing that you know, that we you have continued to talk about and we want you to understand people this is not the company's money that we're talking about this is the money of the shareholders, the people who have paid in there, the people who make their payments every month to Blue Cross. This is your money that they're talking about being able to play with.
2: That's exactly right, Jefferson. And we're not talking about 2 or 3 hundred thousand dollars or 2 or 3 million dollars. You're talking about a billion dollars or 2 or 3 or 4 billion dollars that if this bill passes, Blue Cross would be able to take out of the Blue Cross Insurance Company, move it out to a private company that they set up with no oversight, no regulation, no accountability whatsoever. And as I've said repeatedly, this is going to raise health insurance premiums for everybody under Blue Cross, which impacts almost five million people in North Carolina. Are
1: they what, 80 percent of North Carolina, something like that? They
2: in in twenty twenty one, you know, Blue Cross says they, they need this to compete. Well in twenty twenty one, Blue Cross had almost eighty three percent of the personal health insurance market in the state. Well that means Who are you compete with? <laughs> that's what I'm saying and, I'd like to have that kind of market share personally. And for the group The comprehensive group health insurance market, it was right at 80%. The exact number was 79.6%. Now, they say, well, we're going to lose the state health plan. That's going to reduce our market share. I understand that. But the point I want to make is this money belongs to the people. It belongs to the policyholders. It's not stockholder money. It's not investor money. It's not some private equity firm money. This is policyholder dollars. So Blue Cross has a lot of money. And they in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, people can disagree with me, they need to focus on better service to the policyholders because we get the complaints every day that Blue Cross is dragging their feet. They don't want to pay this claim. I get get complaints from doctors. I get complaints from nurses. I get complaints from policyholders that say, this company paid their claim in 30 days. I'm still waiting for Blue Cross, and it's been six months. So our state treasurer said it a while back when uh, Blue Cross lost the contract effective in 2025 to the state health plan. Blue Cross really needs to focus on customer service and being the best health insurance company they can be but no they want to focus on being an investment company or how to invest this this money to to do other things that i'm not clear on what they want to accomplish
1: i mean i can understand wanting to have a buffer because let's face it you know the, the the pandemic had effects up one side and down the other on everything I mean, Sure it, did. it beat our yes. business to death here it killed a lot of small businesses right. it made up you know it hurt a lot of people's personal finances and everything else but the key is that that's what insurance is for and they're taking a chance when you invest on anything if someone invests in a company like that it can be made up you know, there's a, there should be a buffer in there of course but that buffer also needs to be regulated, so you know it doesn't turn into a feather mattress
2: a couple years down the road. Exactly. Well, if I could, let me give you a little background and history of the six years I've been in this office of state insurance commissioner. I was elected in 2016, and immediately, I was sworn in a little after a minute after midnight at a volunteer fire department to show my support for the volunteer firefighters in this state because when you're elected insurance commissioner, you're also elected state fire marshal. But from day one, Blue Cross has never had a better friend than Mike Causey as insurance commissioner because every time they've come to, to the Department of Insurance and asked me, to make exceptions to our state regulations to help them do what they needed to do. I've worked with them, and we've done it quickly. There's been no lag time, no delay time. We've cut through the red tape. We've made it happen. So for Blue Cross to do what they've done this year and cut out the Department of Insurance in their discussions, in their details, and just really wanting to cut us out of oversight is just – Appalling to me and and just, I think it's not helpful to the people. But Rad Wilson, when I took office, was chairman. He was retiring. So Blue Cross was coming to me saying, we need to hire a new CEO. And they went through all the search, the executive search firms and all that they do. And they hired a medical doctor from Washington, D.C., who was working with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, nice man, Dr. Patrick Conway. Now, some people say, well, why are you talking about this? Well, I just want to give you a little perspective. Dr. Conway was earning a salary of $180,000 a year with the federal government. That's a pretty high salary for federal employees, but $180,000. The minute... He comes to North Carolina to become the CEO of Blue Cross, he gets a bonus more than he was making in salary and they're paying him four million dollars. Oh good year. heaven. And so I'm a simple country boy. Grew up on the farm. I just asked a simple question. Why did, did you all feel that you had to pay four million dollars plus to somebody that was making one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year? silence for a little while but when the answer came back the answer was that's the market for ceos I, I, wait a minute wait a minute let me think about this you can't get somebody for a million and a half dollars or two million uh i think either one of us would probably take I'd, it for I'd, a lot I'd less i take it for
1: about a quarter of that probably <clears throat> i can
2: make it up as i went along if need be i'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this but you can look it up in 2018 dr conway self-destructed he was driving drunk on the interstate with his two daughters in the car through seven counties. He was called into law enforcement in seven counties. And, uh, and this is all documented by news articles. And a motorist was following behind Dr. Conway, weaving in and out of lanes and all over the road, and videotaped it. And this happened in June of 2018. Blue Cross covered it up. Nobody knew about it. They hired a law firm in Charlotte and a PR firm. And on September the 18th, more than three months after the incident, I was on my way to Raleigh, and I get a phone call from Blue Cross. We need to talk to you. Uh, We got a situation. We don't want you to get blindsided. But our CEO got arrested for drunk driving. And I I mean, I thought it happened last night or last weekend, and they sent the information to our office, and when I got to the office, I said, I sent to Barry Smith, I said, "What, what did we get? And it was a published magazine article. Oh, good gracious. It was a published magazine article about this because of that citizen that filmed it had gone to the press, and so... I, I personally called Dr. Conway and said, you know, I don't know what's going on, but we'll certainly work with you. I was very sympathetic because we didn't have any of the details. And then the next day, all these news people were calling the Department of Insurance and said, what's going on with Blue Cross? And, and so I contacted the board of directors for Blue Cross and I said, look, I'm, I can't tell Blue Cross what to do. I don't run Blue Cross. No. But I am suggest that you take just take the guy out temporarily. Take him out while this is sorted out. And so they talk. I mean, that's reasonable. Get the get all the facts. Together.
1: We're we're too quick to condemn people these Amen. days. And yeah, you know, get all the facts together and then make
2: a you know make a good educated
1: decision off of that.
2: So the next Monday, the uh, board chairman and, and two other board members were in my office. I also had Treasurer Falwell with me to discuss this, and. They did they, they did apologize for not telling me earlier, and I said, you know, my contention is if this thing wasn't a published magazine article, the public would still not know, the Department of Insurance would still not know. Yeah. But in fairness, they may not have known how serious this problem was. I don't know if anybody had ever done this before, but I said, let me call the police chief. The Archdale Police Department in Randolph County made the arrest. So I called the police chief and I said, "Could I get a copy of the police report?" They emailed me the copy of the police report and Jefferson, it was 12 pages long. My goodness. 12 pages. And uh and I don't want to rehash all that. You can go look it up, but the man was was obviously, you know, way too drunk to turn the push but hit the push button to turn the car, the Cadillac Escalade off. The two daughters were lucky They were hysterical, but just lucky they didn't get injured. He crashed into a Harris Teeter tractor trailer. That's that's what caused the arrest. He was very belligerent, said, you know, you don't know who I am. I know the governor. He'll have your job, that kind of thing. So anyway, this went in the news. I was keeping my mouth shut, and after two or three days of hearing Blue Cross say we stand behind our man for now, I decided to have a press conference while we were on the road, and we had the press conference on the way to another event, and I had it in Gaston County at the Gaston Gazette. We called it at 7 o'clock in the morning. I came up with the idea at 7 o'clock in the morning to hold the press conference at 9 a.m., and when we got to the newspaper office, there was eight television stations set up to cover this, (laughs) Wasn't quite sure what I was going to say, but basically I said, Blue Cross is engaged in the largest cover-up ever in the history of North Carolina. There's no path forward. With me as insurance commissioner working with this CEO, he needs to go. And That's basically what I said with a few other words. The board had an emergency meeting, and lo and behold, I, I almost couldn't believe it, by 1 o'clock in the morning, the CEO was gone out so we had a great working relationship for you know even better than before and they said we're going to hire another ceo they went on the search and then they hired the current ceo which is a uh, i've had a real good working relationship with dr uh tunde satunde grew up in nigeria went to boarding school Linked a lot of credentials but I learned in the newspaper with all of this bill that's being filed that uh they're paying that in twenty twenty one this CEO was paid six point one million, so there's a big increase over over the last one. And then you had your top executives splitting nine million dollars in bonuses. And so what I hear as commissioner as I go around the state is if Blue Cross has that much money that they can give million-dollar bonuses, multi-million-dollar salaries, why can't they lower our health insurance premiums or give some money back to us? And that's what I've put back to Blue Cross. Why can't we do more to help the policyholder? Exactly.
1: I mean, that's, again, I draw back to us here in Columbus County. But I mean, it could apply to Bladen. It could apply to any number of rural counties that are just holding on that i know of our hospitals can do a lot of good with a million bucks our local rural health clinics can do a tremendous amount of good with a half a million bucks and i'm not one to be salary jealous okay i am i am a free market guy i am a capitalist from one direction the other i'm tickled to death when someone has been financially successful but there's a point with some companies where you need to start questioning their judgment, in but my personal opinion.
2: If I could, let me make another point about that year, that same year, 2018, when all this was, these issues were going on. I received a phone call from Blue Cross with some great news. We're going to give the, we're going to give you 10 million dollars. Said, whoa. The Department of Insurance. That is well. Wow. I said, "Wow, I mean, that's a that's a big chunk of money." Now, what what can we do with it? We use it for uh, promoting mental health. Use it for some billboards, public outreach. Just a tremendous amount of money. And then they're also saying we're going to give this nonprofit, UNC, gets this. It was a total of not ten or. Twelve, but a total of fifty million dollars that Blue Cross is going to give away, and I think this is great. They're doing wonderful things. That they do wonderful things. They in, absolutely in the they do. I mean, uh... but again, I had a I had a one question, and my question was, and I think a lot of other people out there have the same question: if you've got that much money, extra money that you can give away $50 million, why not give some of it back to the policyholders? Yep, That was my question. Silence. The answer. Commissioner, it wouldn't amount to much. What do you mean it wouldn't amount to much? Well, with, it'd be almost 5 million total policyholders. You'd just be talking about two or three maybe four dollars per policy i said you know what that's two or three or four dollars less than people would have to send in the blue cross and they could use that money for something else and that's That's the kind of thinking i'd like to see in management and leadership in thinking of ways to how can we hold down the premiums for for these blue cross policyholders
1: yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's going to be the big thing here. We're, we're going to talk about that. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be right back with more from Insurance Commissioner Mike Cossey here on the Columbus
3: Connection. Paid for by Legal Alert Line.
1: And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver. I'm here with Insurance Commissioner Mike Cozzi. We're talking about the bill that Blue Cross Blue Shield is trying to push through that would... Give them a lot less regulation to deal with regarding your money.
2: Mike, what can people do? What do they need to do? Well, they certainly need to talk with their legislators, state senate, state representatives. In our case, that would be Brendan Jones in the state house and Bill Raven in the state senate. Exactly, and uh, certainly it wouldn't hurt to... Uh, contact the leadership, and also the governor, because the governor uh, has, has, he has takes the Senate and the House and the governor to make it happen. All three of them have to come to some sort of an agreement. But as we were talking about, in person, if you see your elected official in person, that's the best way to have that conversation. Or pick up the phone and call, or write a little note, a letter. Uh, doesn't have to be a long letter, but just say, uh, I don't support House Bill 346. Uh, take a look at the Blue Cross bill. You know, stand for the people. You know, not the executives. Anything, any sort of comment. My office, the Department of Insurance, uh, our, and I didn't know this till yesterday. Our uh, consumer division. There, they, we have people Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. That answer the phones for anybody that calls needing help with an insurance claim or any other issue on things that we regulate under the department of insurance collection agencies building inspections bail bondsmen, etc and y'all have got a really wide umbrella which again i was doing my research i knew some of right. it already I knew about the office of the state fire marshal but y'all got a wide yeah. umbrella Wide right umbrella hey. fire departments and so forth But I didn't realize that people have been calling Raleigh to the Department of Insurance just to say, I want to thank the commissioner for standing up to Blue Cross. And I'm talking about dozens of calls in a day or two that just people didn't want to file any complaints. They just wanted to say thank you for somebody standing up. And as I travel this state and I've been all over from the mountains to the coast, I've not found one person, not one out in the public that said they support this bill. The support is coming from Blue Cross and their lobbyists and the legislators that are sponsoring the legislation. And so I think that the legislators need to hear from the public that I'm hearing from. Uh, I've heard from the State Employees Association. They don't like it. I've heard from the State Treasurer. He doesn't like it. And I've heard from some other folks that that don't like it, but they're in a position they really can't really speak out against it. So, um, And I'd like to hear anybody that has an opinion or if you need help with a claim, uh, getting a claim paid with Blue Cross or any other insurance company, give me a call or give my office a call, and we'll help you get get that claim settled quickly.
1: One of the things that struck me when I was – you know, looking at some of the news coverage about this, they shut you down. I mean, as, as a you know a lifelong newspaper reporter, <laughs> when anybody in charge tries to shut someone down who might have a dissenting opinion, that makes my ears kind of perk
2: up a little bit. And they, they flat shut you down talking about this. Well, and, that, that was un, that was sad to me that to to know that uh, you know that there's so much pressure to push this bill through. There's so much pressure, even though we have elected representatives, elected state senators, and then they said, Well now you must you have to support this bill no matter how you feel about it. But when I go over to the legislature as an elected state insurance commissioner, elected by the people all across North Carolina, and I'm not allowed to speak nor as any other person allowed yeah, to speak. Yeah, that was speak. the other thing right there. Nobody was allowed to speak except anything. except the bill sponsor who was allowed to speak for whatever amount of time. Yeah. I will I want to put in a plug for representative George Cleveland from Onslow County, Marine Corps veteran. I believe I don't want to misquote his age, but I know he's over 80 because uh when he turned 80 his uh Car insurance premiums went up, and he's blamed me ever since. <laughs> and, and so I said, So, Representative Cleveland, uh, in this committee that wouldn't allow any open debate and discussion, the House Insurance Committee, Representative Cleveland at the end said, I have a comment. He said, I questioned the timing of this bill. And the bill sponsor says what do you mean you question the time and we've been talking about it for 45 days he said no that's not what i'm talking about 2 years ago blue cross was just fine in january they find out they're losing the state health plan effective january 2025 now they're not fine next thing we see this bill and we got to pass it or or we don't all these bad things going to happen if we don't pass this bill he said i question the timing and the pressure and the bill sponsor says representative cleveland i can assure you there's nothing nefarious about this bill and so Mm. that says a lot right there and i went i went and uh, shook representative cleveland's hand and thanked him for having the courage and as more than representative cleveland this bill was rushed out of that committee into the rules committee where the same thing happened. Nobody was allowed to speak against it. Only the bill sponsor could speak in favor of it. It then went to the House floor. There was some discussion, very little, but there was some discussion on the House floor. And you, you have to realize there's a lot of pressure when you're working in that environment. To If, if, if people as powerful as Blue Cross want something done They generally get it done. So there was a lot of pressure. If you can pay a million-dollar
1: bonus to somebody at the end of the year, then you can dump money into a campaign against someone who disagrees with you. Let me show you how
2: it worked out. Fifteen Democrats stood up and voted no, and 11 Republicans stood up and voted no. One of the Republicans had been a sponsor of the bill originally, when he found out more about it, took his name off, sent me a text message after he cast his vote, and he said, I voted no. I'm probably going to be, well, I won't say all that he said, but he had some bills, and he knew those bills would never get heard once he cast that no vote. But I said, you know what? You did the right thing. But I want you, I want everybody to think about this. The 15 Democrats... Were the most progressive left wing Democrats, and the eleven Republicans were the most right wing conservative Republicans actually coming together to join forces to to stand up and say, This and is that's not good. what it's supposed to be about. That's ideally yeah. how it is supposed to work. I really believe if 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 I'd had more time to talk to the individual. Uh, representatives, you know, about my concerns on this bill are being allowed to speak in these committees uh, more than I was. I did get to speak once in the House Health Committee for two minutes. But uh, the more people look into this and they find out, wait a minute, this might raise premiums. There's no transparency. There's no accountability. How's this good for the people of North Carolina and the policyholders of Blue Cross?
1: Yeah, those are the two things, I mean, right off the bat of the, that concern me when the more I dug into it, the more I mean, just no, you know, what if, I'm just going to give you a pot of money and trust you. I mean, I'm with no offense intended, it's a perfectly honest company. I'm sure they're not breaking the law. They've got lots of people to keep them from doing that. But dog guessed that I'm not going to put a fox in my chicken coop at home and, and ask do, him to look after things.
2: And I don't know if anything can stop the bill at this point. Uh, I do believe if the governor were to veto it, he wouldn't have enough votes to to override a, a, a veto on, on this particular bill. But I am asking people, if you're interested in protecting your Blue Cross health insurance in North Carolina, take a look at House Bill 346, contact your uh, elected representative or state senator, or contact me and the Department of Insurance and uh, weigh in on it.
1: And always remember... If- a card, just a simple, just a postcard, a telephone call, or you, you know, we see our representatives in the grocery store and at church and everywhere else. Stop them and talk to them, and don't beat, folks. I've preached this before, and forgive me a moment, Commissioner, but I always try to preach this. Our elected officials work for us. That's right. They are just like you and me. They are just plain regular people, really and truly. You can call them. You need to call them. You need to write to them. You need to talk to them. You need to walk across the street and go see them if you live in the neighborhood. And tell them. And a good elected official says their best when they know what the people want. Elsewise, all they're going to have is the information to work off of from folks like lobbyists and things like that. Get your opinion out there. And don't be, don't be afraid or intimidated. You can be respectful but still, at the same time, say, hey, you
2: work for me. Well, you're exactly right, Jefferson, and that's how I view my job. And as you know, uh, earlier this year, we opened a regional office in yep. Whiteville for the Department of Insurance in the old BB&T <laughs> bank building. So we have people there Monday through Friday. If, if people need help with the Medicare, Seniors Health Insurance Information Program, prescription drugs, an insurance claim, consumer issues, whatever it is, they can stop by that office and somebody will help them. But if you want to know more information, if you're not in the Columbus County, Whiteville area, you can go to the website for the Department of Insurance, which is NCDOI. That's just the initials for North Carolina Department of Insurance, ncdoi.gov, ncdoi.gov. There's more information than you want to know, but if you want to file a complaint, against a, a company or need help with getting an insurance claim filed you can do it all online it takes about 45 seconds to fill out that form
1: now we're just happy which we're all about adaptive reuse for buildings anyway we got too many empty buildings around here so we thank y'all for moving in over here
2: well it's it's our pleasure it's one of the best and i like miss
1: yvonne too for that matter we have a lot of good conversation we have some <laughs>
2: great folks uh, uh you know you, yvonne uh, Patsy, paula we have some great folks there uh that you can go talk to anytime about any insurance issue and they can help you but if there's something that they're not it might be a bail bonding or building inspection or or collection agency issue that you need other help with they can put you in touch with the right folks Commissioner, thank you for making the trip to come be with us this morning. Well, Jefferson, thank you for having me. And I just want to thank everybody in Columbus, Bladen, and surrounding counties in southeastern North Carolina that uh, I'm here to help Mike Causey, insurance commissioner. And thank you for for taking this time to get this information out to the people.
1: Y'all heard it, folks. Right here on the Columbus Connection, this is Jefferson Weaver, WTFK and ColumbusCountyNews.com. Let's make it a good week.
0: This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at Connection at columbuscountynews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening. The voice of Whiteville. You
2: can say that again.
3: One hundred three point nine.